welcome to the Golden Rock Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connor. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. Connor, have you had snow? I haven't, no, because oh. I'm right towards the south end of the country. Oh, okay. So no snow for you, unfortunately. So have you, you've been snowed in. Well, it's not snowed in, but uh, no, you've not had sn snow up your end. Uh, not uh, I have, yeah. Um, went outside yesterday, tried to build a snowman, had to drive in it, which is always fun when I when my house. Uh, well, you've seen it; it's up a bit of a hill, isn't it? Um, you know, not massive hill, but there's an incline. And then my car started spinning, and there was that moment of I'm gonna have to abandon my car and walk. No, but I might, yeah, but it's fine. I managed to sort it out. However, this morning woke up to a butt ton more of s s snow. And there's loads of cars that have just been abandoned. And I don't know what it is. There's, there's, like, I just want to go out and build stuff. And like not with my daughter, just on my own. I was there making food, looking out of the kitchen going, I really want to just go outside and build a castle. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> just this, a snow this, castle. <laughs> yeah, a snow castle. I just really wanted to go out and, 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 and build one. But unfortunately, I was working, so I couldn't do it. Harumph. That's it. When you get everybody wants to wish away their childhood and rush to get older, and then you realize, no, it's boring up here. It's it. You don't it get is. to do all the fun things. You don't get snow days. Yeah, yeah. Snow My, days just mean you've got to stress about working from home. Yeah, exactly. And and just sitting there going. Okay, is my boss going to tell me to come in anyway? And then I've got to figure out how I'm driving all the way into work. But I guess that's one of the great things about having lockdown and everything else is that it's just made it easier for mm, some people uh, to be able to just work from home, which is what I'm able to do. See, so it was always the thing that wound me up when I, when I was in work before I got signed off and stuff like that. They used to tell me like, oh, well, your, your health's bad, but unfortunately we just don't have any facilities to allow you to work from home when you're, when you're not feeling well. I was like, really? There's no facilities. There's no way to make that work. Wow. No, sorry. It's just not possible. It's just not feasible. We couldn't possibly have you working from mm. home. Mm. Two years later, oh, suddenly everybody's got to work from home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, thanks, guys. I had the exact same thing where my manager at the time uh, was basically saying, yeah, you, you need a really good reason to work from home, i.e. you are really, really, really on the verge of death ill or you've got something being delivered and there is nothing else you can do to either have someone else in or whatever. And I think in the course of about two years, I worked from home twice. And then obviously COVID happened and it was a case of, yeah, we're all working from home now. Um, okay, that's that's great. Do we get laptops, phones? Now you just got to use your own PC. Okay, and how do I connect? Oh, um, we'll let you know once we know. Right, okay, absolutely fantastic so yeah so it's come a long way since then which is fantastic and basically it means that i don't have to step foot outside the house until i think sunday so <laughs> snow being outside does not affect me whatsoever um should we move on to the actual news then yes let's do it let's Lots do of it. it this week yes there's a lot to talk about starting with a uh, Poison Terror type Greninja is coming to Raid Dens between January the 27th and the 30th, and then repeating on February the 10th to the 13th. Like the last couple, it's a seven-star Terror Raid, so you're going to need some really strong Pokemon to be able to take this down. And honestly, like, 
good luck if you're playing with randoms is my experience i don't know it's, if you've it's, had the it's same. not gonna happen it's no, not it's, gonna happen it's 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 really not unfortunately this is gonna be a hard one as well because your immediate thought is okay well we'll go with steel or we'll go with ground but mm. the water dark kind of makes that difficult to deal with in and of itself it's a really it's gonna be an interesting one this raid yes but it's, let's it's, let, let's let's admit the whole fan brace can rejoice the best Pokemon in the game, according to fan reaction, is back. Mm -hmm. yeah. We all know that Greninja is apparently the most loved Pokemon of all time ever, mm -hmm. according to polls. Um, and it was really interesting that it wasn't in Generation 8. But it's back now. It is back. We've got, uh, we've got our... Oh, yeah, it wasn't in 8. It wasn't in 8 at all. It was so it was in it was introduced in generation six. Yes. And then in generation seven we got the battle bond yep. for playing the demo. Mm -hmm. Which mm -hmm. some people are kind of speculating that it's going to be Battle Bond Greninja that we get here. I don't <sighs> see that being the case. No. I so the reason I don't see that being the case is that the the battle when I think of the battle bond ability, it's close to mega evolution. Like that's the thing yeah. that I I kind of associate it with. Yes, I know you don't need an item and it's an ability, but that's kind of in the anime at least. Battle bond was almost introduced as Ash's Ash's mega. He, yeah, he, he, it separated him out from the rest of the series. Exactly. So I just don't see them bringing battle bonds back ever ever again to be honest with you which is a shame because i really do like the the look of the battle bond um greninja but we will just i guess we'll just have to have to wait and see are you going to be taking part in this and trying to get one i mean i haven't taken part in any of the others yet um yeah. mainly because again i beat violet and i kind of just haven't touched the game since right okay um I, i've picked it up a couple of times to do some video recording kind of get some footage mm -hmm. and it's just wound me up every time i've opened it so i just went you know what i just don't need that kind of stress i've got enough going no. on i got I other games that. i can play so i just yeah. i haven't bothered i haven't got any pokemon that are up to level to do these raids so no i'm i'm in a similar position where if i'm going into these these high these very powerful raids i'm bringing it in my story team which are like level 80 level 90 which isn't good enough i get that but i haven't had time to almost build up a you know a raid team um and against the cinderace raids i had i really struggled because i almost played um like support so helping out the rest of the team powering them up using their commands to heal and stuff like that but in all of the attempts that I had, no one else was playing that kind of defensive role. They were all yep. just trying to hit it as hard as possible, which works up until it gets that kind of shield. And then you really need a strategy to get past that. And unfortunately, in the when I was playing with randoms, that never happened. Um, so I, ne I never got the Cinderace, uh, unfortunately. So... Like, good luck to you if, you if you're trying to do this with randoms is is my experience, unfortunately. Um, the other part of this as well, I mean, Greninja is now coming back to the game, mm -hmm. which means one thing and one thing only, right? Uh, I think Kalos confirmed thinking, for the yes, DLC. Kalos confirmed. Absolutely, absolutely, 100%. If you are not on board with Kalos coming back in the DLC, you just don't get Pokemon. You just don't understand. You're <laughs> you just, just don't understand. Just not, 
She's not a true fan. You gotta believe. If you believe hard enough, it yeah. will it will happen. It, but the, the, like um, like I okay, I could I could get on board with this if every single one of these special raid dens had all been Kalos Pokemon. Because you would yeah. start to think, hold on a second, there's a there's a theme going on here. If Greninja was the first one, then maybe you could have that speculation. But we had Charizard. And we and we had Cinderace. Cinderace. Which makes me laugh a little bit because it means, okay, what's the next starter gonna be? Yeah. what happens when they get to something like Hoenn, where pretty much I think you could argue all three of the starters are loved equally. Yes. Like who do you pick? Who do you pick? That's... Who do, who do, I mean everybody whether you like Charizard or not, mm-hmm. it's common knowledge that it is the favorite of the Gem One starters. Whether yeah. you like Cinderace or not. Arguably, it's the most favored from the Gen 8 stars. Mm-hmm. Greninja is obviously the best of Gen 6, but Gen 3, Gen 4, some of those there's are a little bit a up in the air. Of, yeah, yeah, agreed. It is going to be difficult. I, I, I think, I don't think it's going, I like to think they're going to make their way through them all, but we are, we've been two months, has it been, mm-hmm. since launch? So we've had two of the start, no, three of the starters. So actually, they are they are powering through these, but it's still going to take a while to get through, you know, eight times three, eight, six, 20, 24 starters, not including Gen 9. Like, that's going to take a while. Mind you, I don't know if they'll pick up two, four, or seven, because those are the starters that are in um, Legends Arceus. There you go. I got it yeah, there true, eventually. True. So but, uh, would we get a terror raid of... Those Pokemon of those stars of the of the Hisuian forms. My words Maybe. are not there today. I apologize. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, we we didn't get Gen two starters in Sword and Shield, did we? No, so th- they were like one of the only ones left out. So, like, but they but they were in BDSP, right? From I no. rem- I think they were. With, I swear, I was using a Meganium at one point. I might be wrong there. It was a while since I've done that. No, maybe not. I think BDSP, you could only transfer in Pokemon that were already in BDSP. Yeah, maybe, I, maybe I'm mixing it up with something else. I s- like mm, okay. the original Gen Four, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm really, I'm really confused now because I am, I am confident it was on my layout, but then I was thinking it wasn't a randomizer, which means it was the base game. No, it was a randomizer. No, it was a ra- ignore me. It was a randomizer. That's why. That's why. Yeah, but surely the randomizer only pulls from Pokemon the that data, are available yeah. in the game. Yeah, but then the only way to get that is to transfer it in. You can't find... Uh, no, you, you, there you yes. go. It was yes. the fact that it had yes. all the Pokemon yep. up till Generation 4. That's it. That's it. But it wasn't a mainline game, so we haven't had the Gen 2 Pokemon in a mainline game since Sun and Moon. Oh, I think you're going to have an argument on your hands there saying that BDSP isn't a mainline game. I don't, I don't consider it a mainline game. I cons- it's, a, it's a remake. Is how uh, I, do you, I, do you I not, yeah, yeah. do you not consider the remakes mainline games? No, they really? are. I, okay. I, I, I don't. I mean, this is a conversation for another time. I think because this, this could go, this could go down the rabbit hole. But my my opinion is like the the mainline games are the first attempts at those games. So the 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 two versions and then the third version and the remakes are are exactly that remakes 
Um, okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I'd be I'd be interested to have that conversation uh, at some point. Uh, I I know that there's probably people already typing in the comment section on YouTube, so please be kind. <laughs> on that note, before people get angry, shall we move on to the next uh, the next piece of news? Yeah, a really fun one actually. Yeah, yeah Pokemon Company giving a little bit of love to the competitive community for once. Yeah, so just to kind of break this down, this is um it's a video called the dragonite comeback and then on the thumbnail it says a look back into um pokemon championships history so i wasn't quite sure what to expect when you sent me this but i'm really glad i watched it because as somebody that has only recently started to get into um vgc thanks to pokemon worlds and now trying to play competitively in scarlet and violet it was quite good to look back on some of the history mm-hmm. and especially this this dragonite which it's it's they, a weird game to pull because it's not yes. a final it's no. not as far as i'm aware somebody who went on to win the final it's just a random game mm-hmm. like in a in theoretically a random tournament yeah yeah that they just went well this was a cool moment look how fun competitive can be yeah, oh yeah definitely definitely and he he, he like as somebody who is watching this and like it's not live it's you know the the outcome of this was decided a long time ago and like you said i i don't know if he if they went on to win or whatnot but the fact that they pulled this random bit of footage and i think i i can only the only reason i think that i can think that they 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 chose this one in, instead of like a winning you know, team or whatever it might be is because it was just so random. Like, it was such a example of what makes Pokemon Pokemon. Like, the battle mechanics of RNG can help you or hinder you, and there's no real control over it. And so, it's for, let's, to give context to the audience yes. who may not have seen it, there is a video on Pokemon's official YouTube channel now where it's fully narrated as well, which I didn't expect. Mm. Um, about a single match where somebody goes down, um, they lose three of their Pokemon. The only Pokemon they have left is a Dragonite. And effectively, due to one turn sleep, it is able to come back and tank just enough hits to get the win on his opponent who had four Pokemon left. So it was a yeah. 1v4. He was asleep due to Spore got hit by a super effective hidden power ice and still managed to come back and win from that. And 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 just to, I'm not sure if you if if you mentioned this but when we say 1v4 it was a double battle so it's yes. not like they were facing one it, they weren't facing one of their opponents ones they were facing two of their opponents ones and they also had two in reserve like the 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 odds of coming back from that position must be astronomical. Well, it's like, even it's even made note of in the in the video that like Ray Rizzo, who for those of you who don't follow VGC or don't know, is one of the best players ever to ex ever ever to have existed. Mm -hmm. Um, if you know the famous story about the Pachirisu who won World Championships, yes, that was, that was Ray him. Rizzo. Oh, okay, okay. okay so okay. he won right. like three, four uh, World Championships back to back, and is the only person ever to do so. Wow. And uh, most people will not argue. Yeah, Ray Rizzo is one of the best players ever to have touched the game. Um, okay. And he's commentating this match, and even he turns around and goes, 
oh well that's that over then he's got he's yeah. only got his dragonite left that's that's yeah. the match over wow. and he comes back and wins and Somehow. again a really weird story to focus on mm. but as something that's just like look how entertaining pokemon matches can be look how oh, fun competitive can be look how much um upset and drama can come out of these maybe it's worth watching oh yeah definitely and and like as somebody whose first experience of watching the the competitive scene was world i can understand why people invest so much time and watch it and like i know that you know you can say whatever you want about the 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 quality of graphics and whatnot but for some people they won't even care about that for them, Scarlet and Violet is probably the best Pokemon game because of the quality of life improvements to get into competitive. Um, and Game Freak have removed a lot of those barriers to mm-hmm. make it easier than ever to jump into versus fights, um, including the ability to just rent people's teams. You can look online and find a you know a competitively viable team and jump into it. So so. Is is this a case of let's let's push out all these fun competitive videos and maybe more people, maybe there'll be, you know, children playing the game going, actually, no, I wouldn't mind getting into competitive. And they, in a couple of years' time, could be the next champion. Yeah. I like, think there's a big push at the moment to turn otherwise casual players mm-hmm. towards competitive. Uh, yeah. I was saying to you before we started recording that, like, Wolfie VGC is somebody who has made massive strides in this area over like the last couple of years his youtube channel has blown up he's done a lot of work to kind of make that competitive world feel more accessible to people to kind of break down this is this is why this setup is good this is why um vgc plays doubles these are the kind of thought processes that go into the each match and why because what I find with sports, and this is always a, uh, an issue that I think esports has had, is mm. it's it's the wrestling um, uh, process. You know, it's not about the individual match being entertaining. It's about the build up. Yeah, it's about yeah. who has grudge grudges with who. Wh- what what's the history here? Why is this match important? Um, boxing does it wrestling does it even football you have the derbies and stuff like that yeah where it's like oh this is the five millionth time these teams have played against each other but it's always important because they do not like each other because they have all this history kind of thing trying to get that across to a more casual fan is a process and i'm glad that pokemon have finally gone oh maybe we should start doing that ourselves yeah definitely any any and it makes sense um so do you think they are bringing more of these? The fact that it's, I'm pretty sure it even says on the thumbnail, episode one doesn't see. Yeah. Like, this is going to be a series. I hope so. And I and I yeah. look forward to seeing the sort of bits that they pull out because it's a history that fascinates me. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoy competitive. I just don't play it myself. Mm. But as a spectator, again, sitting there at the Worlds really, really changed my whole perspective on it to be like, okay, no, this is this is something else. This is something more than I ever gave it credit for. Yeah. Maybe. And and it's surprising that considering the push for esports over like the last five, 10 years, you know, you've got League of Legends does massive numbers. 
the amount of oh, work yeah. they put into their competitive scene. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen any of their opening ceremonies and stuff where they've got holograms and they do all their music oh, and wow. have their own like music videos and stuff play. And it's, it's insane. And Pokemon, being Pokemon, have all these competitive franchises. They have the VGC. They have the TCG. They have Unite now. Uh, they had Pokemon before they dumped it, you know? And, and now they're bringing in Pokemon Go and stuff like that. This really should be one of the biggest esports in the world. Oh, definitely. And it's not yet. And I think they've realized they're missing a trick yes. and are starting to push towards that. Agreed. And I think, for me, I think the thing that backs that up is, like I mentioned earlier, just the ease of building a competitive team yourself now. Like, I, I don't know if there was a video um, a few months back about somebody that was, okay, I, I'm going to basically recreate one of the winning teams from, I think, Gen 5. And it took days. And I don't mean like, okay, he's doing like an hour here, an hour there. I mean like over yeah. a 24-hour period to track down the Pokemon in certain um, games with the certain with the correct nature uh, with, you know, tracking down TMs that were single use and therefore you then, if you wanted multiple of the same TMs, you had to find a way to do that. And like the Pokemon company, yeah, they, they've done so much to improve that, you know, that barrier of of access and bring it down and make it easier than ever to, to build a team. And I really do think, you know, Gen 9, we are going to see even more um, competitions or the or an increase in people getting involved because it's easier than ever. Yeah. I mean, I will still argue that it could, and in my opinion, should be easier. The fact that we don't yeah. have an inbuilt Pokemon showdown in these oh, games agreed. Agreed. still kind of upsets me. The fact that, so for instance, uh, my friend, your friend, Berno, has been doing um, the terror raids, the seven-star terror raids every time they come up. And I sort of, I asked him like, why do you do that for eight, nine hours? And he's like, A, because, you know, it streams and they perform well. I was like, okay, can't yeah. argue with that. But the other point is he wants the ability patches. Because if you get the ability ah, patch, you can yes. give Pokemon their hidden ability. And that's how what you need to really build a good competitive team. Yeah. And yeah. they're still really rare drops within the seven star raids. So you can do it for like nine hours and get three. Wow. Oh, that is, that's not a good, that's not a good drop rate, is it? I mean, I might be exaggerating there, but the point still stands yes. that they are rare drops and they are necessary to building competitive teams. So yes, they've made it easier. Yes, it's easier to get hold of these things than it was before, but just, just give me a freaking Pokemon showdown. Just let me yeah. build something in game. It, it is a shame because like showdown for all its, like, the the only thing that I think puts people off Showdown is probably just the graphics and maybe the interface because under once you get into it and you realize just the depth of you know the true quality of life stuff of oh you you want to battle with Generation Nine Pokemon well just choose the six Pokemon choose what abilities choose what moves choose what items and then give it its EVs and IVs okay there you go there's your team built within you know, 10, 15 minutes if you're doing a bit of research and, and, and whatnot. And, and the thing is, if you want to make it accessible, you have recommended settings. Yes. Oh, I want to I play with uh, Dragonite because it's my favorite mm -hmm. for, of my favorite Pokemon. 
okay, click Dragonite, click recommended settings, and it's like, okay, it's now got multi-scalability and its stats are built bulky. Okay, yeah. done. Yeah, easy, easy as that. And one thing that I love about Showdown that I really think um, the the uh, Game Freak really needs to implement is that um, just the random battles where mm -hmm. you don't need to build a team. You can just go in and go, you know what? I'm going to just pick random battle, battle. Both me and my opponent get a, you know, random six Pokemon that are, in my experience, you can win either, either no no one of the two teams is better. It's how you use them. So neither of you are at a competitive advantage. And you can just play, and it gives you the opportunity to play with Pokemon that you haven't experienced before and moves and abilities and learn more about them. Like the amount of things that I have learned from Pokemon hasn't been from playing the main games. It's been through competitive showdown and randomizers because they give they give you the option to to try out things that you you would never try in a normal playthrough where it's very safe i feel mm -hmm. like i mean showdown is the only place where i found out things like rayquaza has access to v create yeah which is supposed to be victini's signature move so i yeah. had no idea where no that idea. came from yeah. no idea where it gets it but yeah like it it, it it's it is one of those things where there, there is still more for Game Freak to do in terms of, you know, competitive battling. They, they have made it easier and easier, but I want to see them really just... Basically, like, in my opinion, like the, there shouldn't be a reason for Showdown. Like, all that should be in the Pokemon game, surely. I mean, I'm glad Showdown exists, but like team builders, random fights, uh, competitive, just all that kind of functionality should be available in... in in Scarlet and Violet. So there are some rumors. Okay. And these are purely rumors. And I wouldn't, I would take these with the biggest grains of salt that you can possibly have that we're going to get some level of like PK hex within the DLC for Scarlet and Violet. Interesting. So you're going to be able to build the Pokemon however you want it, which is effectively what we're asking for. Whether Pretty that much. comes to fruition or not is yet to be seen mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like they've already but i'm down for it i am as well they've already got somewhere where that would make sense in terms of pokemon home like yeah as it built into pokemon home that would make sense don't get me wrong like we, we need to have a discussion at some point about pokemon home's price tag and functionality because because unfortunately like i i'm not paying 15 pound a year for the added benefit of pk hex um, but it just makes sense to have it in there where you've already got all your Pokemon stored and you just mm -hmm. go, right, okay, I'm picking this Pokemon. I'm going to tweak it slightly and then throw it out into a competitive fight. Like, simple as that. Um, the thing is as well, like, sorry, just no, one last on. thought for you. Okay. <laughs> I know, I know there's a lot of competitive players who use Showdown for training because it's like, well, I'll just, yes, I'll just gen in the Pokemon that I want and then practice with them. But the thing is, because Ho not home, because Showdown is a third-party website and is basically trying to backwards engineer the the mechanics of Scarlet and Violet now, they don't always get everything exactly right. So oh, okay. some interactions aren't exactly the same as they are in Scarlet and Violet, which can lead to upset, really. Yeah. I can so as great as Showdown is. I, 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 yeah as you say it's a shame that it's necessary yeah definitely 
Right, let's move on to the main discussion point this week because it is going to be a big one. It has been one year, believe it or not, since the release of Pokemon Legends Arceus. And, you know, with the release of Scarlet and Violet, I think there's a lot to compare there and a lot to discuss about Legends Arceus in retrospect. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I think I think we need to get the... We would usually save it for the end, but let's let's be honest here. Poker hot or poker not? Oh, poker hot all the poker way. Poker hot. Yeah. <laughs> I it's... still think this is one of the best Pokemon games ever. Agreed. Agreed. So let's okay, let let's break it down as to why what what is it about this game that makes it a poker hot? Do you want to go first? Okay, I just threw my phone away because it was vibrating. But all my <laughs> right, you do <laughs> just launch it across the room. It's just yeet, right? Yeah, see. Ya. Um, do you know what? It's 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 best described, and funny enough, Pokemon described it themselves. It was their slogan during all their trailers for it. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the trailers for um, Arceus when it was coming out? All the ones with the plushes just causing chaos. No, I never. Oh, saw Oh, these them. are great. If you've not seen them, they're well worth checking out. Okay, okay. So they've got like. I think there's a weird one where a woman is like flirting with a Hisuian Growlithe. There's another right. one where a Basculesian just shows up and wrecks a hotel. Okay. And there's another one that's like a master chef kind of thing where somebody's like, your cooking is the worst in the world. You are the two worst chefs ever. And there's just Munchlax just chowing down on all this food. Brilliant. And, th- and they're all plushes and it's really adorable. And it's good fun. But the slogan to all those trailers was, it's Pokemon, but not as you know it. Oh, wow. And that is just yes. shining words right at the top. That's exactly what this is. It's Pokemon, okay. but not as you know it. It is the evolution that we have been dying for for so long. Yep. And I said in one of my earliest theory videos that like Legends Arceus feels like a game somebody actually wanted to make. Agrees. Yes. Like for me, like, I can't believe it has taken this long to create a game that is based around actually, like, catching them all. Like, <laughs> and, 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 and I know that's, I know, I know that must sound crazy, but like, Generation and Generation one's, 1 and 2 had the, the, the over in the, U, the UK, and I'm pretty sure it was the same in Europe and America, that they had gotta catch them all uh, on, as a slogan mm-hmm. on on the game boxes. And then we moved away from that from Generation 3. Yeah, but because it, you bl- literally couldn't. You couldn't. Initially. Yes. But it blows my mind that when you think back to all those previous Pokemon games, like, why is it that beating the Pokemon League and the gyms is the main through line and not actually catching them all? Because terms- when you beat the Pokedex... You got a certificate that you could maybe yes. print out if you had a Game Boy yes. printer, which you didn't. But I guess why the the point I'm making is like, why is it taking this long to make a game where it's like, okay, it's not about the gyms, it's not about competitive, it is about what that initial, I guess, premise was of just go out and catch them, yeah. like fill the, out the, the Pokedex. Yeah, and the like, initial not- thing we set you up to do, please go fill out yes. the Pokedex. Okay, now and, you like, actually should go do it. And this is one of those games where, like, th- there's been a few games now where I have completed the Pokedex. Scarlet and Violet's the most recent one. And, like, I must admit 
that I I do get a little bit of enjoyment out of, you know, slowly filling up that Pokedex. But it's never been as enjoyable as Legends Arceus. Like, no. the, the whole premise of that game is, yeah, go out and complete the Pokedex. Yes, there is a storyline going on alongside it. But the, the main premise is, go out and catch the Pokemon to the point where, you know, when it when it drops you off in that in that first area, it's like, okay, you need to go to the bridge in order to progress ac- across it and figure out what's going on. Now I'm just going to go this way. <laughs> I'm just going to wander off and I'm going to catch these Pokemon. I'm going to come across a crazy Rapidash that just wants to destroy me. and Just wants you dead. Just wants to kill you. And the fact that you can just go off and explore... And what I love about, one of the things I love about it is that in Scarlet and Violet, when you go off to, off the beaten path and you come across an area where um, where you 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 are underleveled, you, mm-hmm. your first thought isn't to explore the area. The first thought is to go, I'll come back to this at a, at a, later, at a later state. Stage. Yeah, because but there's not a lot you can do. You can, you can do. get into a battle and you can maybe throw a Pokeball and you can hope for the best. Yeah. And, and then a, that's kind of it. Yeah. Whereas at least in Legends Arceus, you can still explore that area. You can, you can explore, yeah. avoid the Pokemon as they're trying to attack you. Yeah. You can, I like. So for instance, you know that area past the Snorlax in the first, re- in yes. the first, not region, the first local, the Obsidian Fieldlands. Yeah. What, what, what would you call those? They're, they're the, almost. Um. Uh, I don't know what you'd call sections. It, 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 Let's call it a section. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the first section, you've got the Snorlax off to the right. Mm-hmm. Past that, so they've they've got a little um, tumble stone crystal mm-hmm. sticking out the ground, and it was wiggling. I was like, "All right, I'll throw him a Pokemon there." And a Graveler popped up, and I was like, "Okay, Graveler, level twenty-seven, not super high, but higher than I can control at the moment." But you know what? I'm gonna sit here and I'm just gonna throw Pokeballs at it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I can. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. why not? Because well, the, the worst that happens is all my Pokemon faint, and then I've got to run away. Because yes. that's the other cool thing about yes. this game is yes. your Pokemon faint. Well, that's not it. Until you're yep. dead, it yep. doesn't matter. I love that. I I absolutely love that mechanic. The, like going back to that Snorlax. Like the first time you wander around there and you see the Snorlax, and like it rewards you for trying to be creative. Because in other Pokemon games, it's almost a case of now nah, you, you you've got to run away basically because mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do whereas this game it's almost like okay i'll sneak behind the corner i'll throw a couple of berries right his back's turned now i'm going to try and sneak up and use a heavy ball on him mm-hmm. and maybe maybe there's just a, a a slight chance that i catch this pokemon and it doesn't always work and sometimes you do have to run away and reset it and come back but it rewards you because every now and again you get to catch these powerful pokemon early game whether or not it is the snorlax that i've just mentioned or you know when you the when you see the, the rapid dash or you proceed a bit further and it's like right i'll i'll throw down a couple of smoke balls or i'll hide in the grass and i'll lure one of the lux rays over to me and then i'll try and catch it like it it's allowed you to like unlike scarlet and violet which almost punishes you for going against the high level pokemon legends arcus almost rewards you for for trying to do it that way and yeah, it doesn't make your life easy, but yes. it makes the reward all the better. Yeah. And like just uh, uh, and on that kind of point because it's it's linked almost is that like finding the high level pokemon in scarlet and violet doesn't feel dangerous. It doesn't feel like there's a risk here. 
No. Whereas, oh, well, I best I, I better put up a poke doll and leave the area. Yeah. Whereas in this game, it it really does hammer home that, like, yeah, they are Pokemon, but first and foremost, they are dangerous creatures that we don't fully understand. And while, yes, you could, you know, sneak through the grass and try and catch them, if you're not successful trying to catch that Snorlax or that Luxray on the first attempt and it pops out, you are suddenly in almost that fight or flight situation. Do you stay there and potentially try and hit it to stun it with the potential risk that it's trying to hit you and its allies in the local area might get wind of what's happening and also come and attack you? Or do you do you just go, I'm, I'm out of here, I'm running. But even running away brings a element of challenge danger, and danger. You. Yes, exactly. Whereas in in these new in Scarlet and Violet, like you say, you throw the poker dice. It's like it's almost like the dangerous Pokemon just forgets you. That it really doesn't care anymore. Well, here's the thing as well. There's I I know why that level of danger feels so much worse in Legends than it does in Scarlet and Violet. Okay, here's how this works in Scarlet and Violet. You run up to a Pokemon. You get into a battle. You both stand opposite each other. You see its level. You have the option to fight or run away, or use something from your bag. You throw a Pokeball. Okay, now that you're out of the battle, you can happily walk away. Yeah. There's literally no danger there. Yeah. Here's how it works in Scarlet and Violet. You run into this, po- uh, you, you start a battle with this Pokemon. You notice its level. It attacks you. You didn't even have a chance to do anything. It moves first. Your menu has not come up yet. It attacks you. Your Pokemon's knocked out. What do you do? Do you throw another Pokemon in or do you run? Yeah. There, there's an... And this is what I love about this game is everything is just so fast paced. Yes. Like, I know, like the fact that like even Scarlet and Violet, unfortunately, feels slow, slow. compared to Legends Arceus. And like, say what you want about the, um, the strong and agile style system. And I know it wasn't for everyone. I thought it was a step in the right direction, personally. Yeah. Because... It did. It did two things. First of all, it it got rid of the the what was the, what the frustration, I guess, of knowing. Okay, I'm dealing with this weaker Pokemon, and I just want to get the fight over and done with. Mm-hmm. In Legends Arceus, it's like I know I can get the fight over and done with. Strong style, done and dusted. It's gone, perfect. But it also brought that extra element of okay, I'm fighting the strong Pokemon. Um, what am I going to do here? Wait, agile. I get two attacks. Okay, right. So I can chip away at it with the first attack and then I've still got an attack to do something. So what I found myself doing quite often was agile just to get a little bit of damage off, then strong style to almost finish the Pokemon off rather than which, getting in... Which works well, really well until you yeah. use strong style and it's left on the tiniest amount of tiniest HP bits. and then yes. you've given it to attacks yeah. to come back yeah. at you. And well, it's like, well, I'll just do a normal attack followed by a strong attack, which does more than your agile mm-hmm. followed by strong in the first place. And I'm like, oh, no. It's, and this is the thing. It's so dynamic. The, yes. the idea of taking a turn-based RPG and still keeping it turn-based, yep. but having those turns dynamically changed to, based on your decisions. Yeah. Beautiful. It's, what an uh, amazing yes. addition. Agreed. Agreed. And I, it's not even... It's not even difficult to, to difficult to understand it. Re, like the fact that they actually have that 
in the, in the right top right they they actually break down just the order mm-hmm. so it's not even like you're selecting it thinking oh, i wonder what's going to happen here you know before you even select the moves and like i think the agile and, and strong system ties back in what i've said about risk and reward yes. like battling the the wild pokemon of you know you can go agile you can go strong you can go normal and each of them have risk and rewards and like you say sometimes you take the risk of okay strong style and it survives and therefore it gets two attacks and suddenly you're on the back foot and like i know i'm jumping ahead a little bit but in the later battles in that game like the opponents make use of the agile and strong system mm-hmm. to to add it's the, it it probably is one of the more difficult pokemon games i know there's a, not a lot of battling in it but I think that's to its credit because when you do battle, like you're almost thrown through, especially in the end game content, you, you, you're thrown a little bit because you've gone through this, the majority of this game with really simple battles um, against your rival and um, oh, I'm forgetting his name now, Vol- Volkner, is it? No. Volo. Volo. Um, you know, you've had really simple battles against them. So when you do finally come, ac- come across, you know, the end game fights. Uh, and spoilers, by the way. Spoilers for this Spo- game that's been complete, out for a year. Complete spoilers. <laughs> um, like when you come across, um, uh, uh, um, uh, I forget the guy that makes the food. Um, oh, Arvin. Uh, no, 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 no. In in, in um, the guy who in makes Legends the food? Arceus. Yeah, the the ninja guy, secretly a ninja. Oh right. Um, um, what's his Benny. name? Yes. Like the when you finally battle him, and he's like, he's a ninja, and. You, that's I think the first time where you suddenly thrown up against a six v six, and you're like, oh, okay, right, this like we're not Legends messing Arceus, around anymore. We're not messing around anymore. And I remember really struggling with that team because they really took advantage of agile and strong to go, okay, I'll I'll get two attacks in, or I'll just go for strong and just knock out your Pokemon. And it was one of the the first Pokemon games where I actually remember going, I need to over level with the team yeah. that I've got in order to beat this this story element what i love is as you say it's not it's not got a lot of battles in it no but almost every single one of them is memorable i think the mm. only ones that aren't memorable are the ones that are designed not to be so when you're fighting yes. bolo at yes. the very beginning of the game when he's just like testing the waters with you yeah yeah but you've then got the ones with the wardens where they just freaking cheat yeah and we'll yeah. throw out three pokemon it's like well fight me okay well, there's <laughs> yeah. no rules in oh. this what you think no. we've been? You think there's a Pokemon League, a Pokemon well, there Championship? Isn't. That's it. No, we, we're here for survival. Yeah, I'm throwing out three Pokemon. You want to use one? That's on you. Which is an, another thing that I absolutely love about this game. Like the first time that you, you, you know, you track down a Pokemon, you, you, you think, right, okay, I'm gonna fight it. And then you're not just fighting the one Pokemon you're trying to catch. It's buddies are also involved. You're like, okay, uh-huh. so I've got to deal with multiple Pokemon now. And I absolutely like. It's something that is missing, I think, in Scarlet and Violet of, like, you you battle, don't get me wrong, like, the early routes, yeah, if you're fighting a Psyduck, I can't see another Psyduck going, I'm going to help out. But in Area Zero, for example, or, you know, um, it, up in the mountains or um, over on the top right-hand side next to um, the fighting team Starbase, those areas, like, the Pokemon wouldn't just stand there while you you tackle one of its family members, its friends, its offspring, whatever it might be. They join in in the fight, surely. And I feel like that is something that's missing in Scarlet and Violet that is so well implemented mm-hmm. in Pokemon Legends Arceus, which again comes back down to that risk and reward of 
you know, if you mess up and you, you end up battling a Pokemon and it's not alone, you better be prepared to handle multiple Pokemon in a single fight. Yeah. And the thing I love as well about what I realized really, really early on, because I started the game again for this review, mm-hmm. and I got up to, like, the first Cleavor fight. And I was like, okay, yeah. I got up to the first uh, Noble Pokemon. I think that's a decent place um, to get to for a review. I've, I've obviously completed the game before that. But what I realized is very early on, they show you, like, no, the Pokemon in the wild are wild Pokemon. And yeah. each one of them will interact with you differently. You've mm-hmm. got Bidoof, who doesn't really care like no. it's fine with humans and it will just go yeah. about its business you've got starly that is actually quite sort of skittish and will run away from you or you've got the shinx which is aggressive by nature so will <laughs> yes. attack you and it it struck me that it feels so much more alive than anything we've seen in scarlet and violet where it feels like they either run about doing their own thing mm. or will run at you yeah those yeah. are your two options and neither of those feel as legitimate responses as we get in legends arceus yeah oh no definitely like th- there are there are times in legends arceus where you wander past a pokemon and it sees you it's like no nah, I'm, I'm i'm gone like i'm running this other way and i do i can't recall the time scarlet and violet where that's actually happened like typically scarlet and violet you approach weaker pokemon and they just kind of stand there yeah like, I, I mean, can't. I, I, I always think back to, like, is it the Manectrix who, like, will run at you in Sword and Shield and stuff like yes. that? Yes. Yes. Um, that never feels quite as frightening to me as trying to sneak past an alpha Pokemon, it seeing you at the corner of its eyes. Oh, yeah. Roaring, you fall yeah. on your butt, and you're like, okay, oh, death okay. is coming for me now. Time yes. to get gone. <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. Let, let's actually, that, that, that's a nice little segue into alpha Pokemon. What do you think of them? A brilliant addition to the game. Yes. That's so, like, lore-wise, it's such a simple addition. Of mm-hmm. course, there's the biggest and the baddest that yeah. just rule the roost. Makes perfect sense. We see that all the time in nature. And the fact that, you know, the big red glowy eyes is a fun addition. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessary. Like, it's obviously not legitimately there because when you yes. catch the alpha Pokemon, they lose that. Yeah, I think that's just how your character views them. Oh. Yeah, yes, yes. It's... They got they got, they got the look of death in their in their eyes. Yeah, they want I think... to murder me. <laughs> Pretty much. I think the red eyes is one of those things where, like, I accept it because it's it's a video game. It's one of those typical things in video games of okay, how do you showcase something as powerful, strong, and red eyes just does the job, I guess. And like, and I must admit, it works because it helps. Like, not only are they they bigger, but then they've got these glowing red eyes. And then, like you say, when they roar, you're like, okay, this isn't just a generic fight. I am I feel like I'm fighting for my life against yeah. this Pokemon, and it feels and, really strong. And they're usually higher level. They have yeah. access to moves not usually on those Pokemon around yeah. that area. And their stats are higher, which leads us nicely onto the stats and how they changed that all up for this game. Because the whole mechanics, theoretically, have been simplified. There's no more IVs, there's no more EVs and stuff like that. It's a case of everything is down to these grit points. Yes. So, which, again, as, as somebody who has been a case of for the longest time of, I should be able to use my team from start to finish yeah. and make them the best team possible. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now, I, think- I understand the idea of, like, individualizing Pokemon. Some are just naturally stronger than others. Yeah, fine. 
but I should be able to make my Pokemon as strong as I want them to be. And I know yeah. they've made that sort of accessible with things like super training in the mainline series, but it's so simple and so easy to access in this. It's like, no, you break down grit dust and then it's like zero to five or zero to 10. That's it. It, it does make it so much easier. And again, it's, it, it just feels like a really simple way of, it, 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 it comes down to, I think the, 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 um, the game loop almost the gameplay loop mm -hmm. of you know they knew okay the players are going to be out catching pokemon that they don't even need like most other pokemon games you catch a pokemon once and you're kind of done and dust it's like oh it's in the pokedex don't need to worry about it. this game almost like that's the way to not play it it expects you to go out and catch you know 10 badoof 20 shinks 25 starly whatever it might be and I think they acknowledge quite early on, okay, what are we going to do? Like, th th is there a way we can reward players for just constantly catching these Pokemon? And if you release them, that's where you get the grit. Grit Is it grit dust? I can't remember. Yeah, you get the grit what dust. It? And yes. the other thing, because they say it very early on, of, oh, we want you to go and catch Pokemon, but don't just catch one. Catch yeah. two or four or six. That's how you level up the Pokedex, because yeah. you don't just get... Oh, you know the Pokedex entry now. We're studying these for the yes. first time. Yes. We need lots and lots of um, encounters with them. We need lots and lots of examples of these Pokemon mm -hmm. to see the minute differences, to see what is like just one Pokemon being its personality to, oh no, lots of Pokemon across this species do that. Oh, actually, there's lots of different forms of this species. It's so good. And the little tasks that you have, like, this is one of the things I will say. If you're a completionist, this game will drive you insane. <laughs> oh, I I have, um, I think, completed Pokedex entries for about 30 Pokemon. And that includes getting the little stamp for for doing the 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 fight where it's a 1v1. And I can't remember the name of the 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 the, the dojo and the fighting thing that you do because uh -huh. you can get a stamp. And it got to the point where even I was like, okay, I am I am thoroughly enjoying this, but I need to take a, a break from it because some of them just take so long. But from a completion perspective of, you know, oh, so you've caught one of every single Pokemon. Yeah, the Pokedex isn't done yet, unlike the yeah. old Pokemon games where it's a case of you catch one, one of every Pokemon, Pokedex is complete. This, no, I this... want to see you use it. I want yeah. to have you see it use Razorleaf 18 times. And it's like, all right, cool, thanks. But but like, it adds a realism to it. Yeah. I know it's I know it might be an annoyance to some people, but to me, it like if these are Pokemon that you are seeing for the first time in game or like canonically, like why would just getting this Pokemon suddenly fill in a Pokedex entry and be like, yeah, we we got the data, move on? Like you wouldn't. You'd be like. Okay, we've we've caught this Pokemon. Now we need to find out more about this Pokemon. Like, what's the smallest size it can be? What's the biggest size? Okay, what kind of moves does it use? Let's let's see that move in action a lot to to figure out what kind of maybe typing power, whatever it might be. And it makes sense from you know the 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 in-game lore of Legends Arceus of you know the 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 professor in this game, like they don't know everything. No. They're figuring this out alongside you. And they are, you know, they're really glad that you are there to help out and catch these these Pokemon. And, you know, the fact that the Pokedex is just a book that's full of paper pages that gets and, and this is another thing, the 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 quality, the 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 you know, little details, like 
the Pokedex gets more like worn. It gets thicker. <laughs> yeah, it gets thicker and more like the front page gets more worn as you go on through the the story. Like little Such details cool little like details. that. Yeah. And that brings us nicely on to things like well, let's start with presentation. Mm. Because mm. I think I equated this game a couple of weeks ago to um Wind Waker. In okay. the fact that it's it has a style. It oh, has yes. a element to it where it's like, no, this is this is the kind of game we want to produce. This is the kind of way we want to present it. And because of that, I think it will outlive a lot of other Pokemon games. Agreed. Um, so the the style for me um wasn't even something that um when i when i played it it wasn't like oh i don't like this style or oh this style is throw me a bit it just works yeah with it the draws time you in pe- yes it helps to just bring you into it you, you're engrossed with it because it fits with the time period as well and like i i don't think we've ever had a such a fluid transition from um overworld to the fighting where you know the black bars come in from the top and the bottom so it instantly feels more cinematic the mm-hmm. swoosh that appears in the bottom left to bring up all your um you know your commands that you can give pokemon it's absolutely it's gorgeous to to look at and and like just the overworld as well like the overworld to me looks better than scarlet and violet because like scarlet and violet almost feels like okay what can we make the graphics do whereas like what's the best quality we can do Whereas Legends Arceus feels like, okay, what what level of quality can we bring to this to the to, in the style that we want? Yeah, if that makes it was sense. A cho- it was a choice that yes. was made rather than a case of this is as good as we can get it. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's I think it's all the more better for it. To be quite and, honest with you. And the thing is, it's it's style, but there's so much substance behind the style as well. Yes. So, oh, for yeah. instance, like the level of customization for your character the fact mm-hmm. that you can unlock more customization as it goes on but it makes sense as to why you unlock it because you do missions for them and they get more they get more i i think the hair dye one you have to go out and collect certain um berries or you inspire her haircuts with certain pokemon it's like that all makes sense yeah and it, the other thing is, well, Jubilife Village, A, the music in Jubilife Village is amazing and is something I will happily listen to for 10 hours at a time. But the other thing you've got as well is like, you are building this village. Yes. And you can feel your impact on it as you help each of the people in there. And it's amazing. Like, you start the game, right? We have complained over and over and over again about, you know, Scarlet Violet feeling lifeless, that the people in it don't say anything. They've got nothing interesting to even say. And yet, the first time you walk through Jubilee Village, you see all the uh, all the quote marks coming up, uh, all the quotation boxes coming up above people's heads. Like, oh, we don't talk to strangers. Oh, what a weird dress they have. And it's just like I'm picking up all the little bits of story just through these little snippets of yeah. dialogue that these people are giving, and it's beautiful. That's and a I really love- good point actually because like going through it, it, it's funny because i was playing on scarlet and violet earlier on i was trying try, you know cycling through mesagoza and some of the speech bubbles popped up and the the one that stood out to me was one where it's a character talking and i believe it's french and it, the reason mm-hmm. it stood out to me is because obviously it wasn't english so therefore i was like okay that that's something different that's gonna grab my attention and it was only then that i suddenly realized 
like I'm seeing the pop-up dialogue boxes all the time, but I don't read them. I don't pay attention to them. There's nothing exciting about them. There's nothing in them that is, you know, driving story or lore. It is just a case of, it's just busy, busy. It's just noise. It's just yeah. visual noise. Whereas you're absolutely right. In Scar, in um, Legends Arceus, they give so many like clues and context to the world, the people, their feelings, the cities. Like, yeah. I mean, I can, I can rattle off, and these aren't even missions I did last night, like okay. when I was playing through the game. These are just ones I can rattle off the top of my head. You've got the woman with the shingling, or yes. the trimeco, where it's yep. like, oh, I don't really want it there. Can you move it around? But I don't want you to just move it. I want you to find the right place for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mm-hmm. move it here, it's not happy. You move it here, it's not happy. You move it here, and it's not happy. Actually, you know what? I kind of missed the noise it was making. It seemed really happy here. Let's learn to live together. You brought up yourself, the guy who wants the worm pull outside, oh, who evolves yes. into the who evolves into the cascoon and eventually into the dust docks, and he's like, "Oh no, Eugene, what happened? It's okay. <laughs> I'll learn to love you yes. for what you are." You got the woman who keeps going missing. Uh, she's part of the scout brigade, yes. but keeps getting lost, and her brother's really worried about her. And constantly mm-hmm. sends you off after her. Um, you've got the Mister Mime one, the Mister Mime oh, one. Oh, it's brilliant. Like, trying like, to okay, get to the you, Mr. Mind. You can help me keep people out of the city who's yes. not supposed to be in it. Great. There's the guy with the big weasel who's like, I just want to see a big weasel. Yeah, what, yeah what? that's all he wants. <laughs> it's great. He's like, and he just compares the two. It's like, oh, so that's that's it. You just wanted to see it two, two versions of the same Pokemon at different height. And like, it's one of those missions that, like, in the, in the grand scheme of the story and history of Pokemon, it makes little difference, but it makes it feel lived in. It makes the people feel like real people. Yeah, these are these are stock characters who look the same as everybody else. Yeah, but I have memories with them. Yes, I have an interaction that stands out of like, no, that's that's who they are. Mm-hmm. They're the Buizel guy. They're they're the wor- Wormpool guy. That's the Chimeco woman. That's. That's all I want from my games is experiences <laughs> yes. and something I can look back on and go, huh, wasn't that great? And it's strange because like that is completely missing from Scarlet and Violet. Like, yeah. there is no like Mesagoza is the closest to what I'd call a hub in that game, but it pales in comparison compared to Jubilife Village, which, you know, is so much smaller than Mesagoza and yet feels so much bigger. But like, again, it's because we have an impact on Jubilife. Yes. Life. Yeah. As, you, as you were saying a couple of weeks ago, you know, you plant your, fa- you help build the farms. Oh, yeah. You go out, you get the water Pokemon. You go out, you get the ground Pokemon. They help build the farm. Yeah. And, it, the f- it, and in return, they will grow your apricorns and stuff like that to help with the crafting. And then you can take it around and you can learn more crafting stuff from the craft guy. And it's great. And uh, and the two the two guys who are at war with one another. One of them's a shopkeep, and one of them's um, oh, head yeah. of oh, procurement or something like that. The head of the Green Brigade. I can't right. remember what they do, but they're at war with each other because one of them stole his daughter. <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, do, do you know what I mean? Yes, they're just yes. really intricate little stories that don't need to be there. Yeah, but I'm really glad they are. Yeah. Or you've got the little girl who sent you off to go and search for all the wisps. And then it turns oh, out yeah. she might be one of the souls one of that's them trapped is, yes. inside Spiritomb all along and was just doing one last mischievous little trick. Yep. Beautiful. 
It is. Oh, I, I, it, I love it, really it so is. much. And just one extra, one extra point, I guess, with that is that the Pokemon that you leave feel like your Pokemon because if yes. you if you donate a Alpha or a smaller Pokemon or even a Shiny, if you if you are mad and want to just lose a Shiny forever, and you've got, let's say you got a Shiny Wurmple, you can give it to the Wurmple guy, and in the Overworld, it will still be a Shiny, like. Yeah. It feels like it's your Pokemon. Like when you're building up the farm and you you have to go back every now and again and donate Pokemon to help them expand the farm. And it's like you can choose whichever Pokemon you want. It'll be lost forever, but it almost becomes part of their their story. And suddenly, like when you're up there, you're thinking, I remember that Pokemon. That's the Pokemon I donated. That's the Pokemon I have history with. And it feels it oh, it it just makes it feel so much more just lived in and yeah. And just an experience. And, and the, sorry, go I'll let you finish. No, no, go on, go on. I was going to say, I think the impact is heightened when you consider the time period as well. So you've got, for instance, the medics within the base, within the HQ. Yeah. Um, there's there's a woman who is effectively the proto nurse Jen, uh, nurse Joy. Yeah, and she's healing people, and then because you have to go out, I think, and get a toxicrope to help her. Uh, develop some kind of ointment or uh, some kind of healing medicine stuff. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But she looks at that and is like, hmm, if we can help, if we can use Pokemon to help heal people, maybe people can help to heal Pokemon eventually. And you're like, oh my god, yeah. I have just created the first Pokemon Center. I did that. <laughs> I, I have not only impacted Jubilee Village, I have impacted the entire Pokemon world and the future of it. Name me one other Pokemon game with that kind of level of oh yeah I did that. I don't think there is. Unfortunately, there might be the odd things here and there, but nothing like that where something that isn't mandatory, something that is just a additional thing that you can do, actually means something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because 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 of time, I, and we've still got there's so much still to discuss about this. Um. Can I gush what? one more thing about characters? Go just on, while go we're on, on it. Go one more, one more, go on. They feel bigger than just you. Yes. And they feel bigger than just this game. So, yeah. for instance, Silene comes yeah. up again in Hisuian Snow. Silene and um, the head of the training area come up again in Hisuian Snow. Yeah. And you find out that Silene wasn't originally part of the, the Scout Corps, or, or the Survey Corps, as it's called. Uh, she was originally part of the... Um, like the defense the security yes. she was originally part of security and then developed the scout corps because of the uh the guy in hisuian snow and stuff like that so there are and and you see you see elements of it you see her abra in the background that's like okay why do you have that abra there's something going on here and there's just little snippets of yes this world is bigger than you 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 are a small part of it but will also influence and make it bigger than it was before you started yeah. So I know I said I wanted to move on, actually, but I, th- th- there's a point I want to make there <laughs> where, like, in Scarlet and Violet, like, if you told me that the the world was created the previous day, I'd believe you because there's yeah. no history, really, in that game. There's odd bits here uh, and there. Well, 
If if you th- so there, there's so. going to be people arguing that well actually if you take history class and it's like yes, yes but but, n- but you don't feel the presence of it no where, well that's exactly my point whereas in Legends Arceus when you rock up it doesn't feel like the world was created at that moment you get there and there is so much dialogue and lore of okay this is you know this is how we got here this is where we came from uh, these are the struggles that we've had. And you know you've you've got all the different characters, and they aren't just there to service your character's like progression. They also have their own goals. They also have their own conflicts as well. And again, like the fact that you have two teams which we haven't had in a long time, and they are butting heads, and you feel the ramifications of that just in characters. Like the fact that there are two characters in. Uh, on on opposite teams now by the volcano it's with the arcanine and you know they are obviously a thing oh, the romeo and, and juliet story Ro- i love yeah. it so much iskin but, and polina i can't i couldn't tell you the names i can the, remember because it makes me so happy it, like like but this is the thing like these characters don't feel like characters that are just there to push along the story or push along your character's direction. It, it, it's almost like, okay, if you removed your character, there is still a story going on. There is mm-hmm. still lore. There is still, like, um, progression. Whereas Scarlet and Violet feels like if you took your character out, it's still a very boring world and not yeah. a lot will happen. Whereas you yeah, don't get that with with, with Legends Arceus, right? Um, let's let's move on to the story in Legends Arceus, yeah, because... which is fascinating and in depth and amazing. Uh, in fact, it, it starts off they replace the professor speech with a literal message from God. God, <laughs> I know, like that <laughs> threw me. Like I remember playing that the first time, and I'm pretty sure I was streaming it, and I'm just sat there thinking. This, this, like, it this didn't... This is different. It, 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 like, it didn't feel right, but I'm glad they did. And what I mean is, I, I, I think that it was great. I think they made the right choice. But I'm, when I say it didn't feel right, it's because that's not what I expect. I expect to load up a Pokemon game and there's the one of the characters going, welcome to the world of Pokemon. Here's mm-hmm. a Pokemon from this region. We do all these things that you already know about. Where is this? It was like, okay, message from God this isn't your usual Pokemon game. That was almost the first sign of, yeah, this is different. This isn't your generic Pokemon game. It's not the Pokemon game as you, like, it's not a Pokemon story as you know it. And it's all the better for it. Yeah. And, and, uh, go on. One of the things I realized as well is, like, it still takes, in fact, arguably, it takes longer to get into this game than it does most others. I think it was like yes. an hour yep. before I was actually running around that first main area and you can't even cross the bridge. So the full extent of it hasn't even really opened up to you. There's so much dialogue. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, we've, we've argued, we, I think everybody's argued that Gen 7, there's too much dialogue. It takes too mm-hmm. long to get going. But the problem is, it's dialogue that is A, unimportant because yeah. it doesn't really go back to the rest of the rest of the game either that or it's something we've already read before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or it just doesn't really show us anybody's character yes. there is every bit of dialogue in here although there's a lot of it it still feels like it's been stripped down to the bare essentials if it doesn't build character or yeah. tell you exactly what you need to know it's just not there 
Yeah, agreed. Because in in all these other Pokemon games, like you're absolutely right, they don't strip that out. So when you start, it is always the case of like there is no. Have you played a Pokemon game before? Have you played a main mainline Pokemon game before? Yes or no? Okay, you've clicked yes. Let's just strip out all the how to catch Pokemon, critical hits, Pokemon centers, all that stuff. And then you and and, and unfortunately in every other Pokemon game. Like, if that was the case and you stripped it out, it wouldn't really leave you with a lot of dialogue in the first couple of hours. Whereas yeah. this game, if you if you had, you know, the, the fact that this game doesn't really go into critical hits or Pokemon senses healing, blah, 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 outside of the things that are new. So, for example, crafting items. But a lot of the dialogue you get in the first couple of hours is all world, world building yeah. or adding to the mystery of... Why is this kid come from the like apparently the come sky, from the sky? There's a big rift in the sky and all that kind of stuff. And that's another thing: the mystery of this game. Like yeah. straight off the bat, you are thinking, "Okay, why have I got a phone from Arceus? Why is Arceus talking to me? Why is there a big hole in the sky? Why am I dressed in modern day clothes?" Like there is so much there to just go. Okay, there's something that I. I want to find out about. There is there's a mystery to solve. Whereas unfortunately, in the nine generations of Pokemon games, there isn't really a mystery. It's a case of go and do the gyms. Like this is yes. such a- you you do the story as a method of progression to so, get to the next gym. So and it, the story it, it, is never the object. It yes. is never the objective. So like you I, take out Team Rocket because they're in your way, yes. not because you want to take down Team Rocket. So the equivalent would be like in Scarlet and Violet if, you know, you, you started that game and, you know, and this is still why I think Arvin should have been the main character. And, you know, the initial part is Arvin escaping Area Zero and getting a phone call from his dad. And suddenly there's this, you know, random um, uh, Maridon and Caridon. The mystery there is, why did he run out of Area Zero? Why is he, why is he, you know, dislike his his mother, father? Why doesn't this legendary Pokemon want to go back? Like, there's a mystery there. And therefore, I want to progress the story because I want the answers to this mystery rather than what we got, which is, okay, I'm just doing all these three different paths. And then at the end, oh, by the way, there's, there's something going down in Area Zero. Do you want to just go down there and... and like help out okay like, here's here's the issue with that which is if if arvin was the main character arvin has a whole history which the player doesn't know now here's the really cool thing that legends arceus does if you look at every pokemon game you are a brand new character going out on a brand new adventure and that's why they always talk to you as if this is your first pokemon game because it's your character's first time interacting with pokemon whereas in legends arceus you're you're already a Pokemon master. Theoretically, and this is a theory that's been batted around for a while, this is um, Dawn or I forget what the male character's name in Diamond and Pearl is, but there's an idea that this is actually a sequel to Diamond and Pearl, that you are the champion from Sinnoh who is being sent back in time like three years after those games. So nice. you don't need to know how to catch Pokemon. You don't need to know how type advantages works. You don't need to know any of this because you're already a champion. And that's the game treats you like you've known Pokemon for a long time, which is why I think it sits so much better for older audiences. Yeah. Because it's not talking down to you. In fact, a lot of the time it talks up to you. You are something special within this world. I think 
so yeah, you, you you are right. Like in the context of the the game and talking to the characters, it does make sense that they would explain how to you know catch Pokemon, use Pokemon sets because you, as your character in story has never done that before. It is brand new to them. It is a new experience. However, like unfortunately, most people have played the Pokemon games, and I think it's to the the story's detriment that that is the case unfortunately that they 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 treat they treat both the character and the person playing it as someone new to it and like you say yes talk down to them i think what i but what i mean is every mainline pokemon game is designed to be someone's first game oh yes yes legends arceus isn't so but that's the that's the thing though it because there will be people, and obviously we we don't have figures of that. There will be people that this is someone's first Pokemon game, but do you think that they are lost because they don't explain all the usual stuff that they have in Generations 1 to 9? See, I don't know if this... I mean, obviously someone will have picked yes. this up for the first time, but I just don't think it's designed like that. I think this is very much supposed to be, as I say, it's Pokemon but not as you know it. You're not going to go out and go, oh, that looks like a fun game, but I've never heard of Pokemon before. That's just not going to happen. This is for people who have known and loved Pokemon for a long time or maybe fell off it some years ago and go, oh, wait, this is different. This is this is more for me. I can understand that. I, th- I, think, the wi- I, I think, yeah, that there will be people that have, you know, coming back to Pokemon or never played Pokemon. And I, I do believe there will be people that, I've never played Pokemon and got and because they look at it and go, nah, that that kind of RPG doesn't really appeal to me. But look at this and see the stylized um, version of it, a different battle battle system, and think, okay, I'll I'll jump into that. But what I love about this is that, like, it doesn't feel like you need to have played other Pokemon games to jump into this one. And I that's difficult for me to say because obviously I have played so many Pokemon games, but looking back on when you start and outside of it, it only really teaches you the new mechanics for Legends right. Arceus. So here here's my counter to that. Okay. They turn around to you at one point and go, I think um Akari or I forget what the guy's name is. I don't know why I forget the guy's names all the time. But they turn around to you at one point and go, oh, yeah, and types. Uh, some Pokemon are more effective than others at, <laughs> yes. uh, in battles. And literally flash up the entire yes, freaking type it. chart oh, at you I and go, about that. Have, good luck, have fun. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. What? So let, let's, shall we jump into, let, let's continue the story then, because we didn't really, mm-hmm. we, started, we, we, we did the start of the story. Let's talk about, should we talk about the the five um, the nobles oh, the nobles because that is the main so that's the main crux of this game outside of catching Pokemon is that there are five noble noble Pokemon who have gone wild berserk berserk for a lack of a better word and you have to frenzied work- is frenzied. the word that's used in in game that's it and you have to work alongside the oh it's been so long what what are the names of the 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 minders whatever they're called they are uh, oh, the wardens the wardens that's it so you have to work alongside the wardens do a couple of tasks in order to create these bombs and then take on the 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 noble pokemon mm-hmm. so there's a few things to unpack there should we start with the actual fights against them yeah i arguably mm-hmm. i don't think 
uh, Cleavor is the best one to who have started with. No, agreed. It should have because been because it implies that there's going to be environmental um, things that you can take advantage of in all of them, which mm -hmm. there kind of aren't. No, no. It should have been the oh, I can't remember the name. The the Lilligant. Um, uh, the yeah, Hisuian. Hisuian Lilligant. Lilligant. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have another name. Right, I don't know why I thought it did. It's the fact that we said Cleaver and it threw me because I was like, oh, it's a regional version of Cypher. And it's it's not, I know. Um, but like what I what I loved about these fights is that again, what reiterating what we've already said, I guess, is the fact that they feel dangerous. They yes. they force you to dodge and learn the mechanics. Like you can get through those fights without actually sending out a Pokemon either. Like, you can yep. just use the bombs to take them down, or at certain points you can throw out Pokemon. Um, I I will take people's criticisms that they aren't difficult enough, but... Ooh, I don't but, know. So, so, so the, I will so, say, the, the Lilligant fight was the first time where I felt threatened, and the oh, really? Arcanine was... Yeah, the Arcanine one was the first one where I actually died doing it. Okay, so the Lilligant one was the the one that I... I think personally, from my experience, it should have been first because I found it really easy to the point where it was it like quite insulting that uh that Sorry, I lied, not the Lilligan one, the Electro okay. one. Okay. The Electro so what, you thought that one was the easiest? No, no, no. The Electro okay. one was the first one where I felt threatened. Yes, agreed. Yeah, no, no, that is because suddenly, like all the other ones, it, it almost felt like, okay, I've got plenty of space to roll around and move out of the way. The electrode one was the first one where it felt like you were constantly running and no mm. matter where you evaded to, like it wasn't far off. Um, So I, I guess my original point is that like, I don't think they were difficult enough, but like, like there's no difficulty selector and therefore they needed to make something that was accessible for everyone. So while I found it really easy to beat most of them, it was only the electrode that I struggled a bit and then the um, Avalog, which I which is the first one I think that I died to a couple of times. Like my daughter, on the other hand, struggled with the majority of them, and she was only mm -hmm. I think eight at the time. So I can understand why they could have gone further in terms of let's make these even more difficult. But I'm kind of glad they didn't because it leaves it more accessible to everyone. Yeah, and I think accessibility is a big factor when it comes to Legends Arceus versus mainline games, yeah. which is. No matter your, like, we, I, we, I've played Pokemon games when I couldn't even read and done just fine. I've played Pokemon games when I've been strapped up in bed, literally unable to move my body and just use my thumbs to move around and played absolutely fine. I don't think I could play Legends Arceus if I was in, uh, like, an unfit state. Uh, yeah, I, because, I agree, yeah. Because you've suddenly got to think fast. You've got to, you know, play a game. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's there's the, yeah. actual skill involved. Yeah, not to say there's not skill involved in normal Pokemon, but it's a different kind of skill. Yes, like you've got to be an actual, quote unquote, actual gamer to play Legends Arceus. I I understand that because the so the, the 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 great example of that I think is Sword and Shield, where and I can't I don't know why they removed this the casual controls. Like mm -hmm. you can play with a single Joy-Con, and I miss that. Like bring that back, please. Um, but then in this game, like you need to be moving the camera, walking around, rolling, like ready to react. There's there's a there's a lot of um 
There's what a was... higher skill floor, I think, to Legends yeah. Arceus than there is to any other Pokemon yes. game. Yes. Oh, I, I'd agree. I'd agree with you there. There's, there's other types of skills that are required in other Pokemon games about, you know, learning typings, um, mm-hmm. moves, and predicting how much damage they'll do and all that. There's different levels of skills. But I think one thing that I did like about this is the fact that it it allowed you to use skills in a Pokemon game that typically you wouldn't. Like yeah. I have played Dark Souls in the past, like and the, and I I've heard people say, oh, it's Dark Souls light. I agree, and you know what? There's nothing wrong with that because if the Pokemon went the full Dark Souls experience, I wouldn't want to play Pokemon. Like it would be too extreme. This is just the right level of it takes elements of all the main elements that I love from Pokemon: battling, catching, and you know being able to free roam, roll around. No, interact with real life Pokemon in terms of avoiding, dodging, stunning them, whatever it might be. It ju- it's just that perfect amalgamation of things, and it just works perfectly when you're having to take on these, you know, these five powerful Pokemon. And again, another thing that I love about them is the fact that these are all new Pokemon that we hadn't seen before. Or uh, the Nobles, yeah, yeah, the Nobles, yeah. Um, they they were just like brand new Pokemon, and like when we've spoken about in the past about Scarlet and Violet and wanting to be able to interact with Pokemon and feel like they are alive, like what better way to make them feel alive than a cleaver just, you know, flying across the map and trying to slash you or the electrode rolling around and exploding, you know, the, 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 it makes them feel even more alive than they ever have done. I feel. Yeah. Totally agree with you. And uh- it's God. such a stunning game. Sorry, it is. I'm just, it is. <laughs> just it, fanboying a little bit. Uh, yeah, me, me too. Like, it's an absolutely fantastic game. So let, let's um, let's jump ahead to the the actual story. Then la- later on, like the the end game of this story, because I'm a bit conscious of time. In terms of, I think let's start from when you are kicked out, passed out. Yeah, yeah. It was actually really funny because uh, one of my friend's daughters has been playing through this recently, and she was like. I just can't believe that somebody fell out of the sky and they trust them without even questioning it. I'm like, mm, no mm-hmm. comment, no yep, comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because Be- what a twist! Yes. You get the twist of like, oh, we blame you now. Yes, because you're you're the outsider. Of course, everything's come down is is happening because of you. And it's like that makes so much sense. We've seen that so many times mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. these like backwards thinking uh, ways of just like, oh, you're new, therefore it's your fault. Yeah, and like because in all the other Pokemon games. That wouldn't have been the case. Like, if you'd have fallen from the sky in any of the other generations and they would have seen you as the chosen one, they would have followed you. Like, all the other characters would have followed you to the end of the world. Whereas this one, like, from the character's perspective in-game, like, it would make sense that, yeah, while you're helping, like, there's a lot of unanswered questions that you can't answer. And suddenly, yeah, we understand that you've helped us a lot. However, we don't trust you just because you've helped us because Mm. there are questions that no one can answer and actually you might be a danger to us. You might be the reason these Pokemon, you know, became frenzied. And the fact that we've suddenly invited a load of Pokemon into the, you know, the into Jubilife Village, courtesy of you, Mm -hmm. suddenly, like, I can understand why they cast the the player out because they're looking at this going there's a lot of coincidences here about this character who's turned up and the help they've provided and maybe we are just 
you know, a few days or a couple of steps away from, you know, frenzied Pokemon on our, like, not even on our doorstep, in our homes. Mm-hmm. Like, and the fact that, the fact that you are cast out and it's almost like you are literally given the walk of shame. It's not even like yeah. cinematic or you are just thrown <laughs> outside. Like the fact that the, the, the character forces you to walk and if you try to stop or move around or anything else like that and Silene just stops you and goes, come on, like, please come along. And you've got all the speech bubbles popping up above people's heads. And it's suddenly that moment of, I don't know where the story goes now. I was so confident that I knew it was going to be a case of, you know, the the the, the five um the beating the five noble Pokemon and then probably going up to the mountain to finish the game, which I know does happen, but it doesn't happen in the way you expect it to. No. And no, you know I, I love it so much. Yeah. The fact that you're cast out and then, you know, you, you've been cast out because of I don't, I don't know the words, but you've been cast out basically because of people's fear, I guess. And yet the bonds you have built up with these characters means that they all help you in different ways, whether or not it's, you know, the the, the professor supports you, Silene, uh, you get to use her Abra, don't you, to get about, Volo supports you. I mean, Volo has his own reasons for supporting you, but he introduces you to, what's her name? I can't remember. Uh, uh, Cynthia's an- ancestor. Not, if- not Gita. Oh, God. Hang on. I have a video about it. I mean, you let have me double a check. Video buy me time. It. Okay, I will buy you time. Um, I love this game. Like, honestly, there the, there are bad things. I do need to point out there are bad things. I don't want us fanboying over it, but like the good outweighs so much, like massively outweighs so much of the the bad. The the gameplay mechanic of actually, you know, catching Pokemon, using Pokemon to get items filling up the Pokedex, the alphas, the exploration. Like, this is the first game, actually, that probably rewards exploration compared to Scarlet and Violet, where there isn't really much exploration to do. Like, this is one of those games where you can go into nooks and crannies, you can go into caves, you can destroy, you know, blocks that lead into caves, you can go into rivers and lakes. Um, It's Kogita, by the way. It's what, sorry? Kogita. Kogita. Um... Which does sound a bit like Gita, actually, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's why, yeah. Um, like, the fact that all these characters come together to support and help you, and then you make your way up to the top of, um, is, he, uh, is it Spear Pillar? Yes. Yes. Well, it's, 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 it's not Spear Pillar yet. Yes. Um, because it's not Spear Pillar until it gets destroyed. Yes. Which is... Oh, it's so cool to see the same place, just like, but it's history. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And making your way up there and some of the twists as well, like the Benny twist was mm-hmm. just like you when you're wandering through and it's not when you see him there, it's not a surprise. You, you're thinking, okay, like, I know I'm going to have to battle this, this person. But the fact that he turns out to be a ninja, I'm pretty sure it's implied that he's taken out enemies of, of the, um, of the Galactic, um, I can't remember yeah, the name. Yeah, team, team Galactic. Yeah, like he's taken out enemies of them before, and then you make your way up, and you know the, you, you're still not trusted, and then basically just everything goes wrong. Like you are cast out. The 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 legendary Pokemon. Like the fact that you have to fight both of them, don't you? From what I remember, so yes, you, you do. You you you, 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 ca- hmm. How you does catch this work you now? catch one. You- 
and then catch you catch one, then you have to fight the other. Yeah, and the way that it, that's selected is based on your answers to questions earlier on the game about which one of the which two clan team, you choose. Yes, which clan you choose. Um, like that was fantastic. Like what I loved about that as well is it gives you so many more options in the story because unfortunately, like the the fact that we have two versions kind of means that they have to limit some of the story or encounters because you can't use both Pokemon because they want a reason for you to buy both versions. You don't have to worry about that. Like the the fact that this has you battling both of them in their in their different forms as well is just I I just love it. Like you get up there and suddenly it's not the end of the game as well. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you get up there, you figure it out, and yet there's still a big hole in the sky. Yeah, and, and then you got to go around and catch all the other legendaries, and then you eventually have the fight with Volo, and it's just... Did you it see... It just the, keeps going. It just keeps going, that's it. Did you see the twist coming? What, that Volo was evil? Yes. No! No. Well, Not I, really. I, I, was, I, I was a little bit suspect of him. Yes. Which, again, playing through the game again, you have that first fight with him in town, and he's got a Togepi, and his music kicks in, and I just sat there like, how did oh, I not know you yes. were evil? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The hints are there, but it does a really good job of hiding it. Whereas, mm-hmm. um, what what game have I been playing? What game? I've been playing um, uh, Lego Star Wars, and mm-hmm. um, Palpatine appears for the first time, and my daughter sat next to me, and she just goes, "He's evil," and I'm just I just turned around, and went, "Why do you think he's evil?" And and she's right, but it's the fact that they don't try and disguise it, like. Yeah. The fact that in this game they they hide it and they hide it so well, and the fact that he's there he's there to help you, and at first, is, it plays on the player's preconceptions as well of like, oh, you're Cynthia's ancestor because you look yep. like Cynthia, yes. and she used to show up all the time and help me through a bunch of stuff and was really interested in history. So naturally, you would be. Mm-mm. Nope, nope. And like they even reinforce that when you come across is it K- Kagita? Kagita, yeah. Kagita. Like you re like. Like to me, when that happened, you're with the tent. You see these two together. You think your first thought is, "Oh, this is the these are Cynthia's ancestors. Cynthia's a good guy. Therefore, these two are good guys." And I'm still convinced Kagita is. However, Volo, like towards the end, once you've caught all the Pokemon, which is another thing. Like first Pokemon game, you have to complete the Pokedex in order to finish the game. Right? Am I remembering that correctly? Um, I think you don't have to. Not completely. You have, you to, have catch to catch all the them all to. You don't have to catch them all to fight Volo. Do you not? Oh, okay. No, I think you only need to catch them all in order to fight Arceus at the end. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but the fact that you get up there and you know Volo gives his big speech and his hairstyle that that, that did <laughs> the hairstyle fine whatever like I, one minor little criticism in this massive compliment of a re- re- review of. Okay, his his hairstyle and everything felt very out of place. Do you place. not like his Arceus cosplay? No, I don't. And it just felt a little bit too much, I guess. But that kind of implies that he knows who Arceus is, right? Uh, theoretically, yes. Uh, there's there's so much theories that you can pull from this. Like, oh, I could it's imagine. it's really weird that despite the fact that this is clearly a Japanese region, hmm. there's so much grecian influence yes yes so like the celestica people all of their ruins seem to have like those greek-like pillars you've got Volo's dress yeah and stuff like that it's 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 fascinating i love it so much it really is um 
What did you... So for me, one of the big twists was um, Giratina being in this. I didn't expect that. Well, Giratina... What's... It goes back to that thing of like, none of the battles in this game are fair. Because oh, yes. you have a 6v6. Yeah. Then he pulls out his legendary. Yeah. And then he pulls out his legendary again. Again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it feels like... So, but again, I love it because you finish that fight and you feel like you've earned that victory. You yes. feel like, and it's one of those, one of the, I remember playing that and it's one of those fights where like, if you ran this game with items, like without the ability to use items, you would lose them most of the time. Like I was popping revives and healing potions, like whenever I could, because I was on such a, I was on the back foot because this mm. Giratina was just wrecking shop and it really did make it feel like, you know, I, I think unfortunately to the the detriment to a lot of other pokemon mainline games is you get to the legendary this is the this is the most powerful pokemon we need to stop this pokemon otherwise you know the world is going to the world is going to suffer because of it arthro masterball done and dusted whereas this like there is no fallback like okay this is someone that needs to be stopped this is a pokemon that he has you can't catch this pokemon you just need to fight and it, re- mm. and, it, and it makes it feel so much more earned and it makes the stakes feel so much more real compared to other Pokemon games that, that a lot of the time mishandled the legendaries, I feel. This is a game that didn't that, that handled the legendaries with respect. Well, even in the fight where you do have a Master Ball, you have the Origin Ball. Yes. You've still got to do the whole running around and dodging thing yeah. to get them down to a level where you can throw the Origin Ball at them. Yeah. That's so good. It, it really right. is. So go on. We, we're we're going to have to move on to complaints. We're going to have to. Yes, we 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 have to. Um, there aren't many for me though. The, I think the one that the one the thing world's a bit sparse. The world's a bit sparse. I can I can agree with that. Um, I think for me, the fact that there aren't very many lived in areas isn't a isn't an issue for me because there wouldn't be a lot of lived in areas because like mm-hmm. the, the clans are quite small they they keep to themselves there are the occasional elements where of where you come across you know structures and buildings that have been there before i think i would have liked more of them personally and i think i would have liked more you know an odd forest like more forest or more shrubbery more pokemon more caves more rocks like i, I think there's there are large areas where it does feel a little bit empty unfortunately yeah Agreed. Um, um, I would also love to see some level of online. I get that this yes. is not a game that was built around like multiplayer and online battling and competitive and things like that. And to be fair, I think it's such a good single player experience because they narrowed down their focus. Yes, ag- agreed. While I think there is a lot you could have done with, you know, Scarlet and Violet, one of the great things and, um, one of the one one of the things that I expected them to mess up on that I th- I think they did quite well, but there are there, there are limitations and bugs is being able to have multiple people in the same world, um, roaming around. Not as great yeah. as it is it is it could or should have been. Like this is one of those games where Legends of Arceus. I feel like it would have benefited from it because you know you're both in the grass. Okay, right. I'm gonna go right and throw a berry. You go left, sneak around and try and catch. Or we both use mud bo- mud bombs. Um. However, like it's not a criticism. It's something that I would have liked to have seen. But you, you make the the right point that this game benefits from a smaller scope where it is just single player. 
Yeah. I think where they've been able to narrow that down, what we've got is a really good experience that has been crafted really well. Yes. Rather than them trying to appeal to multiplayer and competitive and anybody who wants to do the solo and the shiny hunters and this and that. Um, uh, one last thing, I forgot to bring this up and I'd shoot myself if I didn't. The sound design in this game is fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The music's beautiful and all just, the, not even just the music, all the little, like the pings and the pops yeah. when things interact and you, you move the control, like just little things like that. When you catch, when you catch a Pokemon, it sounds good. When you oh. backstrike a Pokemon, it sounds oh, amazing it's and you beautiful. feel the impact of it. Yes. Yes. Um, right, the shiny but- sound. I know people complain <laughs> that the Scarlet and Violet doesn't have the shiny sound, but I had a shiny when I was playing through, like again, I only played through up to the first Cleavor and I got a shiny. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it's one of the worst shinies you can have in that game because it's a shiny male combi. Oh, okay. um, yes. And yet, I was still really excited because yeah. I just heard the bring. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. So, Connor, what you've done is I think you gave us one criticism and you moved back onto compliments. I can't help it. I like it so <laughs> it's much. It's so good. It's so good. Right, I have, I have got a, a criticism with this game and it's the, it's the textures in places. Um, so... Uh, sometimes when you're looking at shirts or just um i'm trying to think the shirts was the big one for me where it looks almost like it's been blown up blown up which i just yeah i, I can't figure out how that came to pass but and it re it, it like it's obviously something that you notice however it didn't detract from such an amazing game but like the fact that it also happens in scarlet and violet like yeah. confuses me to no end that this is something that is happening, happening in two games. Like I don't understand how. Like, and part of me was thinking, okay, like when I remember playing it and just thinking, okay, right, the the characters just just this second come in, it'll it'll render in no. any second now, it, any moment it's on, now. <laughs> it it's never happens. Kamado's shirt as well. Yes, which is like one of the main characters, and you got like the three little circles. Yeah. And it does. It looks like somebody's taken a a, a 12, <laughs> 12 pixel by twelve pixel thing and just stretched it and gone. Ah, that'll do. Yeah. No, it won't. That's not good enough. Sort it out. Yeah, definitely. An- another thing for me is the popping. Um. Now it's strange though because the 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 the. So what? It gets I- worse later in the game when you yes. can fly and things. So the the pop-in for me was something that i didn't notice to be quite honest with you when i was playing it the first time except for pokemon popping in mm-hmm. however i as of this week i i watched a, a a review on it by i think digital foundry which re- mm-hmm. reviewed a lot of the pokemon games and then when i played legends arceus again this week i suddenly really noticed it i was like oh okay how did but I missed it the first time, like completely just missed it. It didn't didn't bother me, didn't take me out of it. And yet see, for Scott, me, it was when when you get Braviary towards the end and you can literally see the field drawing yes. in front of you. Uh, yeah. Oh, like, uh, OK. But compared that to Scarlet and Violet, where like I really noticed it while playing. But I think it's yeah. because like I think it's kind of forgivable in Legends Arcus because it's it's a bad element in an overall really positive game. And, you know, the, there's only a handful of bad things in Legends Arcus compared to Scarlet think, and Violet where... Go on. I think the draw distance is 
longer in Legends Arceus as well. It is. Like, yes. Especially because yes. they have that same, like, oh, if somebody's off in the distance or if a Pokemon's off in the distance, its frame rate is lower. Yeah. But you only really notice that with flying Pokemon who are really far away. Yes. As opposed to somebody who's six feet in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, definitely. Violet. Definitely. Like, I, I, like, I was in the town in, um, in uh, Legends Arceus. And I was deliberately looking for it, and I couldn't really see. Like people really far away, yeah. It 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 it's you could notice it if you were looking for it, but it wasn't as invasive as it is in Scarlet and Violet, where, like, I I just I I know the answer because it's two development teams, but they, like I don't get how it looks like it's not as noticeable in Legends Arceus and more noticeable in Scarlet and Violet when one came out a year ago, one came out. A couple of months there's back. a lot less going on in legends arcus and true. it's trying to load a lot less at once true but for me that is a benefit and a positive legends arcus because they didn't try to go completely open world now i think we both agreed before that that's to pokemon's benefit i don't think pokemon at least not the way they've presented it to us so far really fits an open world I think it works in more individual little sandboxes. Semi-open world. Semi-open world. I think, like, open world was one of those things that I had on my, you know, perfect Pokemon game wish list. Mm -hmm. And I'm not so sure anymore. But I don't know whether or not that's because Game Freak butchered the execution in Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a lot to do with it. I, I I think it is. And I think one of the great things, again, back to the positives of Pokemon Legends Arceus, like five different areas and they all feel different. They're all different biomes. They all, you know, you've got the rolling, the rolling fields, you've got the marshes, you've got the mountains, you've got the ocean, you've got the volcano. Whereas Scarlet and Violet, a lot of the biomes just bleed into one, like to the point where you've got hills, lake, couple of beaches a mountain an area zero and yeah. and the thing is you could quite easily say in legends of arcus you know you got the field area you got the marsh area you got the coastal area you've got the ice area but even within those there are different places oh yeah quite distinctly definitely so, definitely i think i think it's just as you say it comes down to execution and legends arcus was executed better than yeah. scarlet Empire. definitely one i've got one last criticism to wrap it up no DLC. Like, that is criminal. Like, in, like I would have paid... I would have happily paid money. The same amount again. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Oh, oh, yeah, easily. I think I, I think I got it for £32. Um, oh, wow. And I know I got I cottoned onto, onto a bargain. Like, I pay another 30 quid for DLC in this. Compared to Sword and Shield, where, like, in hindsight, I enjoyed the DLC, but at the time of buying it, I felt robbed. Whereas DLC for this, I wouldn't. I, I would have happily paid more money to to get back into this game. Um, the, uh, the, go, on, go, go on. I was um, going to say, uh, 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 let me quick fire a couple of last little bits that I've got here. Okay. Um, just because again, I am also aware of time. Crafting, beautiful, beautiful addition to the game. Yes. I'm really sad that it's not in Scarlet and Violet. I think having crafting in the game, having me be able to create my own potions and Pokeballs and things like that, made searching for items in the overworld actually fun. Mm -hmm. uh, searching for items in the overworld is also really quick. Much in much as the ways everything else in, in this game, this has been quickened up. You can 
use uh, one Pokemon, gets thrown out there, that collects one thing. Use a different Pokemon to throw it over there, that collects a different thing. Oh, yes. oh I'm also going to use a different Pokemon to throw over there while I'm waiting for that Pokeball to tell me whether it's caught that Pokemon or not. Like, yeah. it all just goes on at one time. And considering Scarlet and Violet is said to be this game that, you know, is a seamless experience and is never going to slow you down, it slows me down a hell of a lot compared yep. to Legends Arceus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the menu system is the best we have ever seen yes. and should be taken forward forever. Just, yep. just take this menu system and make it every game going yep. forward. Um evolution it isn't in the overworld but my god does it look good and oh, feels yes. so thematic yep uh, as you get it, once again just coming down to presentation um and battles you know the fact that i can read what my pokemon is doing whilst the pokemon does it <laughs> yes it's such an easy implementation just <laughs> make is. that the case for everything is anyway and those okay. are my quick fire points um i think i've I, i've got a couple of quick fire points one is um, kind of tied in what you said about the speed is the fact that one, one of the things I love about this is when you reach the, the post game and it is a case of doing trying to shiny hunt and you can just ride the bravery and drop down into like a bunch of Pokemon in, in the grass and you know you're suddenly hidden in the middle of a bunch of Pokemon and you just throw off Pokeballs left and right to catch all these Pokemon absolutely absolutely fan- fantastic implementation um, the fact that I don't need to trade Pokemon in order to evolve them, and I can just use the you know link cables and stuff like that. Thank you, thank you so much. Because not everyone has friends that they can trade with. It's an absolute nightmare to arrange these kind of things. So the fact that I can just do the just evolve Pokemon with items. Thank you. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else that we've not already? One last thing. Go on, go on. Uh, The multiple approaches to catching Pokemon. You can either fight them, or you can use bait, or you can drop smoke bombs, or you can, um, you know, just hide on top of a cliff and just hope that it leaves you alone. It felt a lot to me like the early Assassin's Creeds, where it's like, oh, I have a plethora of options to approach this one task. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um. I don't think I've got anything. I'd like, I, I could sit here and talk about it a lot more, but there isn't any quick fire things. I, I'm worried about opening up a discussion again when we're an hour and 45 minutes <laughs> into the podcast. But look, I, I love this game. Yes. I, I really, really do. It brought a lot to the franchise that I feel like it's been missing. And I, I hope they bring some of the elements over to a mainline game or, barring that, Give me more Legends games in the future. Yes, definitely. I, I, if you asked me now, would I rather see a Gen 10 or a Legends game? Hands down, a Legends game. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, like while there are elements of Legends I would like to see ported into the mainline games, I think unfortunately, like thinking about this now, maybe they don't do it because the prob that the, the, they feel very separate. Gen 9 Legends Arcus feel very separate, and if you port. The more mechanics you port over from Legends Arceus into the mainline games, the more suddenly the next Legends game doesn't feel special because it's like, okay, it's literally just a different story. All the mechanics um, in terms of catching, battling, whatever, they're also in the main game. It's going to be. I, I, I'd imagine this. These must be conversations they are having over at Game Freak in terms of the future of Pokemon and the direction of the next you know bunch of pokemon games it's going to be really interesting to see what they they decide to do um but 
Legends really was the breath of fresh air to the Pokemon franchise that I expected Scarlet and Violet to be from the conversations we had and the trailers we saw that didn't yeah. pan out in the end. And it's amazing to look back on Legends Arceus and my experience with Scarlet and Violet has made me fall more in love with Legends Arceus. Agreed. And the thing is, I think Legends Arceus is maybe the hope I'm holding on to for the franchise. Like, it, it has allowed me to take Gen 9 for what it is and mm. go, yeah, but there's still something there. Yeah. There's still, there's still hope for the future. Yeah, definitely. And I think the, 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 it's going, it is going to be interesting to see what they do because I, I, I'm, I'm, we, it is confirmed at this point that for the most part it was two development teams right on two these yeah. two different games that didn't communicate or interact like, I, as far as as far as i'm aware they didn't really interact yeah. i cannot find the source for that information anymore okay. Okay. but i'm almost convinced that i read it yeah and if that's the case it will be interesting to see whether or not they do there is it's almost like gen 9 was a victim of the success of okay let's We've got a project we want to work on over here to the detriment of Scarlet and Violet, but I'm I'm glad that happened because of the quality of the game that we got with Legends Arcus. So it's gonna be interesting if, you know, though they, they almost look at these two teams and these two games and go, somewhere in there, there is a game with elements from both of them and extra things that they need to address that would make a really good generation 10 but that's yeah that's the thing is i've I've said it before and i'll say it again game freak are notorious for learning the wrong lessons agreed so yes it'll be interesting to see what they go with going forward it really really will is this the second week in a row where we're skipping over gonna have to yeah because of the time unfortunately so uh once again no pokemon master journeys uh discussion or the guessing game because the guessing game is or do you want to do the guessing game and i'll come up with some new ones no i feel like it's tied in too okay it it, it is the pokemon i've chosen are from the the, from those sections let's move on to comments and questions then uh we've got a question from tony over on youtube if you could come up with a signature attack for your ace or mascot pokemon what would it be What's the base power, PP, and what's its effects, if any? Have you got any uh, that you can just... I have one that I can come up with right off the top of my head. Uh, for Arcanine, would be effectively a fire-type extreme speed. Okay. So it already has access to extreme speed, but it doesn't get stab bonus from that. So I would love to see like a uh, legendary flash, uh, because it's notorious for its speed. It's called the legendary Pokemon because of how fast it travels across the land and stuff like that. I would love to see that be like a combination of extreme speed and flare blitz. So it would either have extreme speeds base power of like 80 with the five PP and stuff like that. Plus two priority or, uh, or you boost its damage up to maybe a hundred, which is halfway between uh, extreme speed and flare blitz. So you still take the recoil damage that you get in Flare Blitz, but it does less damage, but you get the priority. I'm not sure how that would work in balancing, but either way, I want I want fire type extreme speed. Okay, very nice. Uh, I think what I'd like to see. So I've I've got two. Um, one just a general move that I'd like to see, but one is for Meganium. Um, so what I would like to see is um, I, I feel like that that so um. 
Oh, I can't remember the name of the move where basically you set up roots and you just uh, you regain Frenzy. HP. Oh right, no. Um, um every turn. Oh I can't, god, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. and I can't remember what ingrain. It's ingrain. So I like the idea of ingrain, but I don't think you get enough from it. Unfortunately, what I think I would like to see is for Meganium potentially a version of ingrain that also increases defense and special defense. And you could you could do something like lowering speed, for example, to kind of balance that out. Because unfortunately, my experience with Ingrain is like, it's almost a waste of a turn because you will never recover enough HP to kind of, to, to balance yeah. out the fact that you are now stuck in that fight. The, the ability of Ingrain restoring HP, but also... You know, boosting your special defense and defense actually makes it worthwhile. Um, so no base power. The PP, like, it really doesn't matter. It basically should just be one because once you're in range, you're stuck in the fight. But let's go with five. Um, another move that I would like to see, and I've, I've had this in my mind for years now, and it comes as... It comes as a result of playing the older Pokemon games where your opponents spam items. I would like to see a priority move that basically outspeeds item use, but the way you would balance it is... So I'm talking about like, um, you know when you're fighting the Elite Four and they spam Hyper Potions because they're on like the sliver, they're on the tiniest of HP, they're in the red. Like it's a move that connects before they get a chance to use item, but the downside is that if they aren't using an item, the move fails. Obviously useless and competitive, however very useful in um in just playing base pokemon games you know there's heal block right yes um however for me like the difference there is heal block just just prevents your opponents from healing whereas this actually not only prevents that but allows you to knock out your opponent so there's a benefit in terms of like going on the offensive okay that's the difference. Wait, so I'm trying to think. What's it's not heal block. Heal block stops healing moves as well. There is a embargo. This embargo the, yeah. is the move that stops you using um, items. I yes, that that sounds about right. Um, but again, it's one of those moves where like embargo. You you like how often do people use embargo? Not often. At least with this one. I'd imagine you would see more use for it because you, it's an attacking move. You can actually use it to finish off an opponent, whereas those two previous moves you mentioned don't let you finish off a Pokemon. Um, so, yeah. Um, if you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube, by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com, or by leaving it on our Discord channel. Should we, should we throw out the usual of um, if you send us an email and it's clean, we'll read yeah, it's it out. Priority. It's priority. There we go. Um, what have you got coming up this week, Connor? Uh, well, this week I've not long just released my I Was Wrong video. Ooh. Which was the trailer breakdown that I mentioned a while yep. back. Yeah. Uh, not the trailer breakdown, the stream yep. uh, shrink down. Basically, I talk about the fact that I was wrong in one of my earliest videos that made my channel blow up. Yeah. It was good. I, I enjoyed it. And it's had quite good response, actually. Yeah, I did. Being fairly <laughs> positive about the fact that. I'm willing to own up to these things. Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I watched it, and before I did, I, I commented. Uh, what did I comment? Something about, uh, oh, I'm just going to grab me popcorn. Grabbing the and popcorn head, and, and head heading into the comment section. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be really interesting. So I put that, watched the video, and then I went into the comment section, and everyone was really positive about it and responsive and like praising you for actually 
like talking owning about up. this, owning up, because most people would just like move Unless on the video. Yeah, or just move on and just like pretend it didn't exist. Um, mm-hmm. so the fact that you actually, you know, spoke about that, and like I think it comes back to um us doing this podcast. We're not experts. We don't know it all. We are just two people really enthusiastic about Pokemon that want to discuss it. Um, and sometimes we might get things wrong unfortunately but it's not because we don't care we don't do our research it's just because we don't know everything Um, we do be human after all exactly in terms of what i've got coming up this week um uh, this goes live on friday so next week is the finale of the cage lock between me and british because it's been going on for so long because Scotland Violet is such a large game into like for doing a randomized nuzlocke because there are 18 different things to do and then there's you know elite four end game anyway so that's coming to an end final fight um and then i've been doing some competitive on scarlet and violet um so i've been renting teams because i haven't got time to build the teams myself but i've been renting teams from players that have ranked at least top 32 in competitions uh some of them have been really fun to use uh some of them have been useless um, so I have recorded videos. So I've recorded three videos so far, each with five battles. Um, these five battles use the rented team. And basically, one of the reasons I'm doing it is not so people can come along and go, okay, I can learn from this person. Because the, the for me, it's the experience of I'm learning as you are because mm-hmm. I don't know the best mons to use in a situation or the best moves. Or, you know, I'm looking at my opponent's six Pokemon, then I have to pick um, uh, four of those Pokemon to go into with the double battles. and I really enjoy doing double battles and competitive as well. I can understand why that is the go-to format. It really like the fact that you've got two v two and there's so many options. Like I, I'm, I'm, I don't know how these videos are going to do. I don't know if they're going to do well, but I don't regret making them because I've really enjoyed doing it, and it's something I'm going to continue doing. Um, and that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you, Connor? Where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget. I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoenn Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoenn on Twitter and Twitch. As for the Goldenrod Podcast, you can find us on the usual platforms. Search for Goldenrod Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya! See ya!